0: Happy New Year's Eve, everyone. Thank you. Tonight is a special night, but tomorrow morning is the morning of the year. New Year's Day inspires fresh hope. But on a larger scale, it's day one of the next 365 that will make up 2023 AD. Unless Jesus returns tonight, which I hope He does, or early in the morning, We will wake up tomorrow after having disappeared in sleep for a split second of eternity to find ourselves still here. We have once again successfully spun around the earth's axis. We've traveled 20,000 miles since yesterday, just spinning from day to night and to daytime again. But that's not all we've traveled. Since last year, without even thinking about it, We've rocketed 584 million miles in our orbit around the sun and we're about to start over and perform the same track. In our daily rotations, we've spun over 9 million miles since last year. We've fallen 584 million miles through space without mishap. Because as you know, everything falls in space, right? We're not floating, we're falling. Even though objects are moving in all directions. Nothing is floating or stationary in the universe. You and I are falling on this life raft we call earth at immense speeds without crashing into anything else out there. And there's plenty out there to crash into. Or it crashes into us. Not only that, but we're moving through stuff. The blackness of space isn't quite the void we once thought it was. It's made of something. It's matter. And we're plowing through this stuff at incredible speed. While the cosmos seems to move very slowly from our point of view, it's really moving very fast. But it's not necessarily out of control. And if you contemplate our movement in the heavens, you realize we put a lot of trust in God the creator of the heavens and the earth. To keep everything moving, right? To keep everything set. The way he set it up. It's one of the reasons why I picked the hymn that we sang. The first one, 111. I just love the title. Thou who rollst the year around. <laughs> God who brings the next year on without astronomical calamity. Well, he'll continue doing so until that time. When he decides to make everything new again. There are calamities. Closer to home though. On this planet. And you know that already. There are calamities we can't control. Like snow and ice storms. That take lives. And there are calamities. That we have more control over. But the choices we made. Caused them to spin out of control. Calamities such as broken relationships. Caused by our selfishness our neglect, our abuse. Perhaps 2022 was the year of neglect on your part. You neglected others. You neglected yourself. You neglected your physical and spiritual needs. But maybe that wasn't you. But one thing is for sure, as we've all spun around on this celestial ball, these last half billion miles... We've failed the first commandment of our God every day. We failed to love, trust, listen, and obey our God above all other things. 2022 was a year when most of our thoughts, words, and actions were for us, self-serving people, as we let the needs of others drift on by the universe. My friends, God has not turned a blind eye to this. God has hated the sin of mankind since the first two people he made decided that they would trust in themselves rather than him. He did not turn a blind eye to that either. He booted them out of the national park that he made for them to live in. And when the population of the world grew and sin got more and more out of hand again, God did not turn a blind eye to that either. He flooded the earth and drowned everyone out but Noah and his family. But sin remained with them, and so it grew again when the population regrew to what it is now. God hates sin. We know there was a time in history when He hated it to the point of destroying part of His creation. He hated the sinful people who drowned in the flood. He hated the people of Sodom who He burned to death. He hated Pharaoh's army who he also drowned. He hated the soldiers of the Assyrian army, who he raised up to punish Israel, the people he loved. When he was done with the Assyrian troops and their king, he destroyed them, as if if he were tossing away an unserviceable, worn-out axe. And he would hate you and me, too, for the things we've done and said against him. If he hadn't done something about that. Our battle with sin is not just a past event. It's present. It's a present reality. We know God's will is that we desire to trust, love, and serve Him. But we cannot overcome our sinful desire to be more for ourselves. Well, there is someone who is for us. There is someone who did not spare. There is someone who stands in our place before God. There is someone who, by what he has done, makes us beloved children before God, when we were once his enemies. There is one who has stood every test, one who can be leaned upon with complete trust, one who catches us every time we fall, one who never misses. When mankind made the fatal plunge into sin, it was the Lord our God who provided the rescue through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He made the move. He made the catch. He took responsibility even though we deserved to receive the full consequence of condemnation for our choices. God provided our rescue. Now let's consider the cost. To catch you, to rescue you, wasn't accomplished by Jesus with gold or silver. Imagine if God the Father required precious metals from the earth as payment for disobedience or even a lack of interest. Imagine if God had set it up with Israel that they mine gold or silver or copper from the hills of Judea and offer it to him at the temple as payment for sin. And imagine if God was the ultimate certified public accountant or treasurer. And he'd keep an accurate, perfect record of every ounce of gold or silver that was brought to him and judged whether it was more than enough to pay for your sin, just enough to cover the debt, or not enough. With God's standards already published in his Ten Commandments, we soon find out that we could never mine enough gold or silver or any other precious metal to pay the debt of our sins. Instead, it was paid with blood, not ours, thankfully, although sometimes it seems like we are paying a physical price for the sin of punishment, but God paid for our sin by taking on human flesh, being born here on this planet as one of us and dying at the hands of sinful, evil men to pay the debt of your crimes and my crimes against God. God could have turned a blind eye to sin and said, I'll let it go this time. Next time you'll know better. Actually, no, he wouldn't say that because that would go against his just nature. The sin of the whole world, even future sins, which haven't been committed yet, had to be atoned for, payment made in full. His justice demands payment, but God's mercy provides the price. At great cost, at great sacrifice, he who is for you did not spare his only son. He came to earth, born of a woman, a virgin, that he would be blameless and spotless of sin for you. He did not inherit the sins of his father Joseph or of Mary. God declared your sin paid in full with his blood, with his life on the cross. Every year we find ourselves in some sort of trial or tribulation, whether it's sickness, foul weather, fouled relationships, and every year our Lord protects and provides and rescues from sin, death, and Satan. A new day, my friends, a new year, another half billion miles falling through the black stuff of the universe at tremendous speed. What lies in store tomorrow morning? More church. (laughs) (laughs) The known is sometimes frightening enough, let alone the unknown. Yet our God still speaks to us, as He does through St. Paul. Do not be afraid, because in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So having now heard the word of God, let us make confession of our sins. Having now heard the word of God, let us make confession of our sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I confess unto you all my sins and failings with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your condemnation. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, and bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. I now ask you before God, is this your Sincere confession, that you heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose, and by the assistance of God the Holy Ghost, uh, henceforth to amend your sinful life, then declare so by saying, "Yes." yes, yes. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost.